this morning, I am so, I've never looked forward to anything as a pastor more than today. I know I say that every week, but I got to tell you, every single week, it just gets better and better around here. I'm not, I'm not just making it up. It really does. I love being a part of a church that every Sunday is better than the Sunday before. It just gets better and better and better. Well, this morning, we've got one of the greatest men that I know, incredible man of God, incredible heart, incredible passion. I've known him for many years, great friend, but more than that, one of the funniest men in comedy. You've seen him on Jay Leno. You've seen him at all the big comedy clubs. More than that, he is an incredible Christian with a very amazing heart, a man of humility with great ability. It's not always you see somebody with such humility that has such ability, and I love this man with all of my heart. He is awesome. He rocked it this morning. You're just going to absolutely love him today. I'm not going to drag it out anymore because you want to hear him and not me. So welcome with me to the stage this morning, Michael Jr. All right, that was awesome. That was so cool. Let me tell you about your pastor. Just really has a, an amazing uh, heart, loves studying the word, just really digs into this stuff like, and takes it serious. I mean... Pastor Tom, you're like the best ever, dude. I just want to point that out. You just like to. Just... All right, cool. So we're going to, yo, did you take the governor off of here? Because that's a little weird for me when it's the governor. All right, so we're going to have some fun. This gave me a little, is there a bigger stool? This stool is weird because it's a little shorter. than. It's like a stool sample. Is there a full size? No, I mean, like if there's a taller one, that'd be awesome. This is. It's a small little stool, so I'll, I'll get started at some point. Like, the jokes don't start right away with me, just so you know, it's just, you know. For me, comedy is like, it's like dating somebody that you really, really like, you know, um, and I don't want to rush this, you know. Um, <laughs> I used to do that. I used to come up on stage, I would do a joke right away, you know, jump right in, you know, but, but I got hurt, man, so, you know. <laughs> Let's be real. You've seen a lot of comedians in your day, you know. I know I've had my share of audiences, you know. But did it last? No, it didn't. It didn't. And here we are again, searching. So it's going to take roughly three minutes before I actually get started in the scheduled comedy. This is cool, man. Band was nice. Jamie's voice is amazing. Her voice, she sounded like a mermaid, didn't she? She was all good. She was like, Good, you can sing. She can sing, man. It's great. I mean, they all were great, but she just sang. Just she could sing. Everybody could, you know. They got. Look, I'm not the only black speaker in the room. That's awesome. I'm gonna go sum up there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I hope you don't hang them all, though. I hope you don't. So we'll get started, like in two minutes and 40 seconds, we'll get started. It's awesome. It's cool. This is my, f yo, the dude on the, on the, what's his name? The guy who was on the piano, Barry. All right, cool. He's on his way in right now, so have some fun with Barry real quick. Oh, here comes Jamie. Hey, it's the mermaid. Hi, mermaid. Wait, here comes Barry. Here comes Barry. Here comes Barry. So, Listen. If you need somebody who could really play the organ really well and the piano and stuff, let me know. I'll find somebody for you. Because <laughs> you know, the guy's it's a little weak, you know? I'm just saying. So, 
Let me know. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Cool. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Giving away free mugs. It's awesome. Free mugs. They just wrote the name of the church on a Sharpie. It's awesome. They just took a Sharpie. It was coastline. It used to be uh, cost less. They just fixed it. With a, got some white out. <laughs> Like, this will work perfect. All right, we're going to get started in like a minute, 42 seconds. <laughs> the drummer's awesome. Ed is great. Apparently, there's something going on with his breath, though, because he got this <laughs> shield up. And his breath's a little strong. Well, hey, he could play. That's why they got him here. You know, they just don't want any contact with the breath. That's all. That's cool. <laughs> this is great, man. This is awesome. Wow. That's the, what is that thing? Electric guitar. Cool. That's, that's what that is, right? That's the bass. My bad. I don't know some stuff, you know? Bass. That's cool. You got the bass guitar player over there. He can't be over 6'5 and play at this church because <laughs> ceiling's a little small back there. He didn't take that over. This is cool. We'll get started, Bruce. Is that real brick? Is that really rock right there? Is it real? Oh, ye of little faith. Wow, how do you? How do you know it's not real? It look real to me. Is it real? Yo, pastor, it is? It's real, man. This is a real church. You thought that was wallpaper, dude? Like some 3D wallpaper? That's amazing. Wow. Look at the little baby organ. That is awesome. Little baby organ. Is that an organ? I don't even know. Synthesizer. They told me at last service. I forgot, too. I thought it was, a, that was an organ. If that was an organ, it's small. You might as well... You might as well donate to somebody. So after, you, after you get bigger, you just, then you're like, a, you're like an organ donor after that. You'd be like, I'm going to get started in like 25 seconds. We're going to get started. This is so cool, man. Church. and I saw the church when we pulled up. I was like, they go to church. And then we parked. I was like, what happened to the church? Because the parking lot is, is up high, and then the church is like, it's like it's mental form. Like you got to humble yourself before God, right? You, you're all up here, and then you got to get lower, and then come to God. You be thinking, Pastor. You be thinking, man. You was deep, man. He's so deep, man. This is cool. All right, let's get started, man. I mean, are you applauding because I'm finally going to start? Is that what that is? <laughs> Woo, it's about time. Woo. I'm ready for some barbecue. Woo. I don't even barbecue that much anymore, man. Because you know why I don't barbecue? Because certain relatives just show up as soon as you strike the grill. As soon as you, whoo, hey, whoa, dude. I, didn't I go to your funeral before? Hey? <laughs> they just show up all of a sudden with some aluminum foil. They always bring their own aluminum foil when you barbecue. All right, now I'm going to get started. So it's amazing that I get to do comedy at churches. That stuff is, like, amazing. Like, I also perform at the clubs and all over the place, and also uh, um, Vegas. I perform in Vegas at the casinos. Same show wherever I go, same guy wherever I am. It's not like it's two different shows. It's not like the Vegas Michael Jr. <laughs> and then the church one. <laughs> That's wrong. God gave me, like, this, this uh, accountability. Any comedy I do at a church... Um, or any comedy I do at a club has to be clean enough that I could do it at a church. And any comedy I do at a church has to be funny enough that I could do it at a club. 
because sometimes it's not as funny sometimes. <laughs> the amazing thing about doing comedy at church is when I was a kid, when I was seven years old, my grandmother used to take me to church and laughing at church was illegal. You couldn't laugh at church. I remember one time this lady was jumping around and her wig fell off. That stuff was funny, right? <laughs> I laugh, my grandmother pinch and twist. I can understand a pinch. You gonna twist? That's the devil right there. That is the devil. The devil made you twist. The devil made you twist, Grandma. I'm seven years old. Nobody's teaching. I'm seven. I walk in this church. This dude is up on stage, and he mad at everybody. I can't figure out why he's so mad. Yeah, I figured out he was mad because he had some phlegm caught in his throat. So at the end of every sentence, he tried to get it out. He'd be like, the Lord said, ha! act like you. I'm like, Grandma, he need to gargle, Grandma. <laughs> Nobody's teaching. This stuff was, oh, Church lasts six hours, too. Then we go in the basement and eat a sandwich and come back up. I'm like, what was that, halftime or something? <laughs> it was really chicken, but I didn't want to say that because perpetuate stereotypes. <laughs> I just felt convicted to tell the truth. And then the dude on stage, he mad at everybody, right? He got a Bible in his hand. He would play like he's going to throw it at him. And people would get scared. I remember I'm seven years old. People would get scared. They'd be like, hey, man. Hey, man. And I realized now they were saying amen. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm seven. Nobody was teaching. Nobody was teaching. One time I go to church, and they would always ask you at the end of church, after this, we're going to go to the sister church. I don't even like the brother church. Who am I going to sister church for? <laughs> One time I go to church, there's a dead body in the front. Nobody explains to a seven-year-old Michael Jr., this is a funeral, it's not church. I'm thinking, yo, that's how they roll. Right? Like every third Sunday, they bring a dead body in. Dude on stage yell at you like you did it. I know what was going on. I'm like, Grandma, what happened to the man in the box? What happened to the man in the box? He's like, be quiet. He in a better place. I'm like, what kind of box did he live in before? Nobody teaching. Nobody was teaching. Dude on stage, screaming and yelling. Then he would say, he went to see the king. Then he started screaming and yelling again. He went to see the king. That's all I got. Then they called a kid's choir up to sing. I was in a kid's choir. Not because I could sing, just because I was a kid. <laughs> they made me be in the choir. And what song we got to sing? Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. I don't want to see the king. <laughs> I see the king. That's what happened to the man in the box. They did not think that stuff over at all. Church was scary, man. It was just like 100% scary. Now church is still a little scary. Prayer circle. Been in some prayer circles before. Some creepy people in the prayer circle. For some reason, I'm always next to the person whose hands are a little too moist. Why are your hands so moist? Now I got to do an extra prayer afterward. Lord, get these germs off my hands, Lord. <laughs> a prayer is supposed to be a thing of agreement. Like we agree. At the end you say, amen, you believe God's will be done. You agree. Some people don't give you no detail in the prayer. How are you going to agree with it? This dude is praying, Lord, just give me the strength to be victorious, to do what I got to do. Like, are you about to rob a bank or something? <laughs> I 
every prayer circle has a Peter. I call him repeater. You know what I'm talking about. Dude gets stuck on one phrase and repeat the same phrase over and over again. Most of the time the phrase is, Father God, 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 Father God. Father God, Father God, Father God. You know, God is like, what do you want? <sighs> you know what? Just be still, okay? Some people want to gossip in a prayer. You're going to gossip in the prayer? Lord, we just thank you that Sheila is here today, Lord. You know, just... <sighs> Even though she got that skirt on, Lord, thank you, God. That's... Thank you that you forgive her, Lord. You know, give me strength. You know? Growing up was different, man. Because growing up, we were poor. We weren't. We weren't even poor. We were poor. We had to sell the other letters, man. I was actually being sponsored by a family from Haiti. Yeah, that's a funny joke. You can't be judging a joke. <laughs> People laughing and shaking their head. <laughs> we were poor, man. We couldn't even afford allergies. My parents would try to buy us stuff, but they couldn't buy us everything we needed. Like we had the game Operation. Right? We had no batteries. Then my cousin came over. He figured out how to plug it into the wall, right? It's a whole nother game now. <laughs> Operation Roulette is what we called it. it was Operation Roulette. We only played one time. We played one time. I was like, ah, you're shaking. I don't want to play no more. I don't want to play. I just hear somebody say, that's funny. Let's see if I got this right. Instead of actually laughing. You just gonna announce your reaction? That's how you wanna do it? That's like driving down the street and you get cut off in traffic. You're just like, <gasps> the horn. <laughs> awesome couple. You guys just got here just now, huh? It's cool. That's cool. What? You just, you just. You got any reason for just getting here just now? <laughs> That's cool. I got to start all over, man. Damn. Whew. For me, comedy is like dating somebody that you really... <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, dude. Should have got here earlier. I was at the mall the other day, right? Because uh, I haven't written a segue for this joke. And... Um, I'm at the mall, and this dude has on a shirt that said, if you don't speak English, leave the country. That's what his shirt said. Um, but, but it was written in English, though, so. So I just looked at him, and I said, you're dumb. <laughs> but I said it in Spanish. talking about being broke as a kid. I had an uncle. We had one uncle. He had money, but he would never share his money. Always had a pocket full of change. He would be shaking it. 
Then he come out with a handshake. I'm like, dude, you know, you nobody no money. One time, ten years old, he bought me a, a gift for my ten. I was ten years old. He bought me a present. He said it was an action figure. I opened up the box. It was empty. He said, "It's Invisible Man." <laughs> I played with that thing for three weeks, man. <laughs> then I lost it. the worst man I hung up posters and everything man nobody ever <laughs> it was funny some of the women are looking sad right now oh he lost his invisible man it's, it's, it's comedy <laughs> women are so nature and like naturally just like women have this thing we just had a baby and women have this thing that goes off when they see a baby like I'm walking out I got a 14 she's like 15 months now we got a little baby and Whenever a woman sees that something happens, like, oh, look at the baby. She's so cute. I can just picture little cheek. You want to go home with me? You want to go home with me? Men don't have this reaction. We don't have this chemical reaction. It's a good thing, too, because it's the only thing we find cute is like other women, right? And that'd be weird. You walk up to some dude with his girl, you're like, oh, look at her. Wow. How old is she? How old is she? Yeah. How old are you? Oh, you want to go home with me? Okay. <laughs> it gets kind of weird when you do that. It gets kind of weird. We just had a baby, too. We just, just got, we got a new baby. That's how they come new when you get a new baby. That's how they come. And it's fun, man, because my wife, well, first of all, she wanted to go to class when she found out we was pregnant. I'm like, like the prenatal class. I'm like, why I got to go to class? I passed. You pregnant. You know? <laughs> but I went to class because, you know, I love my wife and went to this. And I'm afraid that they're going to show the video. I don't want to watch the video. I still, I'm looking for Bible verses against the video. I don't want to see a video of some woman having a baby. That stuff is weird. And I'm hoping that they got like a, a tube television or something. You know, the old TVs, you turn it off, be a dot in the middle for 30 minutes afterward. Nope. Got a plasma. Lady come out with a Blu-ray. I'm like, really? You don't have low definition? <laughs> and having a baby is expensive, so they try to give you perks. The doctor acts as the doctor was like, during birth, would you, looking at me, would you like to catch the baby? I'm like, catch the baby? Do I get a discount if I catch the baby? <laughs> that is your job to catch the baby. Anybody here ever caught the baby before? Anybody caught the baby? Anybody drop the baby? Anybody drop the baby? <laughs> Catch the baby, man. One time I asked that question, this lady raised her hand. I'm like, you caught your own baby? What does that look like? Like, raw, raw, raw. I don't know. It's just a lot of work having a baby. And ultrasounds come in color now. Did you know that? Ultrasounds come in color, which is ridiculous. I know it's a black baby. It better be a black baby. <laughs> if not, be like, yo, Doc, she's not done yet. Put her back in there. Spin her around. She ain't done yet. She ain't done yet. <laughs> yo, I saw you with a stool. Did you get another stool? Okay, I'll get it. Don't get up. <laughs> no, this was just a little... Because I'm going to do this thing. I didn't do it last service. I'm going to do this new thing. So if you give me a stool, that'd be awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like a picnic table stool. 
No, that's cool, man. It's awesome. Got a stool. Got a little. It's awesome, man. It's cool. It's a table. Women are like, it's a table, but you're making it a stool. Anyway. Awesome. Cool. I'm going to look like some uh, a spatula was jumping me up and down at the end. So it's like a little. Get up, Michael Jr. That's awesome. Well, at least the bottom's a little bigger. That's cool. All right. Let's check in. All right. We'll get to the stool shortly. It's going to be fun. We got a baby crying. All right. Check it. Yo, you know what to do, right, Aaron? Let the baby cry. Wait, 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 here, let me give it to you. I do this thing, it worked like every time, like 22 for 22. But wait, baby, stop crying, though. No. Wait, wait till the baby start crying. You can sit down until the baby start crying. Baby, stop crying. All right, well. All right, just have a seat. As soon as the baby starts crying again, you know what to do. I got this thing I do whenever a baby cry, I just run up and put one of my children's books in the baby face. Done. I'm like 22 for 22 right now. Hey, 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 don't be pinching your baby trying to get a free book. <laughs> Stuff is wrong. Give me a book. <laughs> so, dude, that'd be awesome. Cool. I forgot where I was at. <laughs> I know why you're laughing right now. Nobody ever says that on stage, right? Speakers never say that. They never say, I forgot where I was. Because they don't want to be as transparent. Hmm. I'm just saying. Where was I? Oh, oh, yeah, we'll get to that. That's my favorite part of the show, but we're not going to get there yet. You know how weird it would be right now if, if somebody walked in and I was like, where was I at? And he was like, stool! You're like, ah, this is the wrong church for me. I don't know what's going on here. I had, I had dinner with T.D. Jakes like three months ago. T.D. Jakes is powerful. Everything he said, dude is just like he just is so... Yes, very good. I mean, just amazing. So I'm having dinner with him. He told me two things, phenomenal things. First thing he said was, Michael, one, one thing you want to do in life is you want to study the art of listening. That stuff is powerful. Then he said, then he said um, I don't remember what else he said, but. It <laughs> <laughs> is hilarious. Some people, that's funny. Hey, um. Hey, do you have my, uh, you got my Blackberry video? You don't got to do it. You do? Oh, you're awesome. All right. I'm going to show you this video. I, don't, I didn't plan to show this. So just give me a thumbs up when you got it, and we'll get to it in a minute. All right. So no, no, just tell me when you got it. Don't just start playing it because I got to set it up. Well, you know what? You know, if, if you need somebody in the IT department too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I can send it to you from Dropbox if you need me to. Oh, you can pull it up off the thing. You got skills. All right, just let me know when, you, when you're ready. Oh, meanwhile, let me tell you. Listen, I got these little white cards. Uh, it's uh, my Facebook and Twitter information is on there. Like, but listen, though, you want to follow me on Facebook and you want to follow me on Twitter because, uh, like, you always get hit with some negative stuff, like, throughout your whole day. You turn on new. I'm hitting you with some funny all day, some free funny, like, all day. And you really need to deposit that, things that will edify and lift up and all that cool stuff. So it's, uh, that's it. That was, an ab- that was an abrupt end. All right, I'm going to set it up. You ready? you ready for it? Okay, let me set it up first. Don't be playing with our... Did you just finish a prayer right now? I don't know what just happened. Lord, I won't do anything until you say. That's, you got me confused with the other dude, man. I don't know what you... All right, so look. Um, when I was a kid, it was really hard for me to read. Like in grade school, it was really hard to read. Like, let me say it like this. Like, I couldn't read. 
So I couldn't read, and that stuff would really mess with my self-esteem, like in a big way, right? So um, then when I got older, like junior high, it was still really, really hard for me to read. So what I would do is if I saw a word and I didn't know what the word was, I came up with seven different ways to look at one word to figure out what it was. Like I would look at the color. I would look at how people responded to it. I developed this ability to look at seven seven different approaches to one word and figure out what it means almost instantly. I got really good at it. Then high school... I was able to read a little better, but um, I also figured out how to take those seven different ways of looking at one thing and take it from words to situations. So you would see a situation, move by, and be like, that's what that situation is. I could almost instantly calculate seven different possibilities. So what the devil meant for bad in the form of low self-esteem as a child, God has turned into good because that's exactly where I pulled my comedy from. So God is like phenomenal with that. So now... Um, I'm going to show you this thing that everyone has seen before. Have you shown? You, you never? No. You haven't? Okay. Um, everyone, you've seen this before, but you haven't seen it like I've seen it before. So, um, and I'm actually in the midst of a lawsuit because of this. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go ahead and play it. Oh, you don't got it. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's not it. That's not it. You don't got it. You don't got it. That's okay. Let me get my guy my phone and he'll get it to you because I set it up so beautifully. I got to show him now. That'd be weird. All right, here. Here, Robert. Oh, you can do the YouTube version if you want. I just put it up on YouTube like 12 days ago. We got like, we got some nice hits on it. Just, all right, so let me know when you're ready. We'll just sit here and chill in the meanwhile. Oh, you know what I want to, oh, let me tell you about this. I got this CD. It's called Michael Jr. Funny for a Reason. Um, Whenever he makes comedy with teaching, people retain more information. That's why the Super Bowl commercials are always funny. They want you to remember their product. Well, this is like 45 minutes of funny. The last track is called The Reason. It's a three-minute salvation prompting message. <laughs> so what you do is you get one for yourself, and you buy some for your friends who don't know Jesus. You'd be like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> Welcome to the kingdom. So, <laughs> I had one lady buy some just to leave it inside of rental cars. I was like, you are smooth. Somebody laugh. <laughs> then they get to their destination. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it's it. We just need video. You guys are good. You got skills, man. Tell me when you're ready. Tell me when you're ready. I got to set it up again. <laughs> All right, so look. I came up with this idea first, and then they stole it. I came up with it, and they stole it. Yeah, play a video. That's all the setup I got. Man, <laughs> yeah, that's not it. <laughs> I'm going to do the jokes, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You were searching for a joke. I saw that. So I've only got two setups for it, so. All right, I heard it, but I don't, I don't see it, so. Just let me know. Give me another thumbs up. It's real casual. It's cool. I don't probably got nothing to do today. You know? This is like, yeah, that sounds like it, but it doesn't look anything like it. So here, we'll, uh, we'll just wait. see here. No, no, no. Okay, so, so that's not it. So what we'll do is we'll just wait for, well, I'll give you like five minutes. I'll go on with some comedy, and in five minutes, just have it ready instead of us sitting here waiting to see if you got it. One, two. Anyways. 
Are we going to see baby pictures too while we're up here, dude? Is that what you're about to show us? You're going to show us some baby pictures real quick? Okay. All right. That's that. You're going to make it a full screen? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Now, I see here you feel you have a very strong case against the top telecommunications company. Why don't you tell us about that? I'd like to introduce you to my assistant, Barry. As you can tell, he's black. Blackberry. That's right, they stole my idea. Sure, they made it smaller, put a battery in it, but at its core, Blackberry is my concept. Say I'm driving down the street, right? In 0.3 miles, make a right. Thanks, Blackberry. You're the best. My Blackberry takes pictures too. Jeez! Michael, give us a minute to talk amongst ourselves. No problem. Michael, to prove a case like this, we need proof. Uh, documentation. Cotton candy, sweet and gold, let me see your tootsie roll. To the left, to the left, to the right. Completely my fault. You know, that's my PM ringtone. Don't know why it's going off right now. My bad. If it's important, they're going to leave a message. We have a really strong case, don't we? you guys out a little bit. Um, it's a Bluetooth. So, I don't want, want you to lose the rest of the stuff me talking about. Like, I don't understand why this dude has something blue in his mouth. I don't get it. The whole thing. So that's just one of the ways. Like, I get, I got, I, anyway, so thoughts go. But all that started because what I thought was a handicap, God is really, so what the devil meant for bad, God just really turned into good. So I'm telling you, like, if you're weak in one area, yo, your, your gifting is probably going to be somewhere in the opposite area, it's really cool. Like if you have the tendency to just get up in the middle of the service and just take off, you know? I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying. you don't owe me an explanation. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, bye. Completely racist. I can't believe she did that. That's so... <laughs> I'm just playing, she's awesome, I'm just playing. It was cool, the way she, you could, she's really not, you could tell, but she kind of ducked on her way out, like, why are you ducking? Like, we still see you. Some people duck in the rain. You ever see that? Why are you duck in the rain? You want your whole back to get wet? I don't understand what the, what's the point in ducking in the rain. All right, so now we're at my favorite part. We didn't do this last service. This is my favorite part of the show. This is like my favorite, favorite part of the show. So, sir, what's your name in the orange, the burnt orange guy? Jesse. Cool. What do you do for a living, Jesse? I record conferences. You record conferences. Cool, you're a bootlegger. Awesome, dude. Awesome. He records, he records stuff. He goes into the theater and records stuff. Sounds like a bootlegger to me. That's what it sounds like. All right, cool. So you record conferences. Cool. You, you broke, you broke your, uh, your arm or something. On Thursday. Cool. I mean, this is not that cool, but I mean, you're here. You know what I'm saying? So you, you just drive in the car and you broke your arm and... 
Okay. Wow, you look different. Thanks for coming back. It's awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just threw on the wig and just came back in here. That's awesome. She's got a job now, too. She's in the back. It's awesome. Cool. Now, you record conferences. Cool. Like conference calls? Do they know you listening in, recording stuff? Or you just... Are you the guy? So when we call customer service, like, I just let you know this call might be recorded for quality purposes. So... Are you leaving? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comedy is not that easy. You notice that? <laughs> All right, let me get somebody else. What's your name? Yo? What's your name? Chris. What do you do for a living, Chris? Nothing. Cool. I got some friends that work with you. <laughs> they don't do anything at all. There's nothing. Now, what do you want to do when you start doing something? You don't want to do nothing? I got some friends that work with you, man, for real. That's awesome. At least you know it, you know? I'm saying you, don't, you ain't doing nothing. You don't want to be. Ladies, take notes, okay? He's not the one to roll up on, okay? Don't be like, he ain't, he ain't the one. He's like, I don't, don't want to do nothing. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for letting me know ahead of time. That is awesome. Sir, what's your name? With the beautiful wife. That's your wife? Oh, cool, cool. How, how long you been married? Watch this. Five years. Cool. Well, he knew. Most of the time you ask a man how long he's been married, this is what happens. They always look at their wife. They're like, I don't know how long we've been married. Right now, all the men are doing the math right now on how long they've been married. So they don't got to turn their head. They don't got to turn their head. Uh, oh, two months. I almost forgot. <laughs> what do you do, sir? Semi. So you like a, you think you're a truck? I don't understand. You think you're an 18-wheeler and you've stopped at this off-ramp. <laughs> that is awesome, sir. That's what. No, what do you, what do you mean? You semi-retired. You do what? Debt settlement. Debt settlement. Cool. Awesome. Can I hear you say the words, that's okay? Can I hear you say that? Can you just say the words, that's okay? Awesome. Been waiting to hear that for a while, man. Cool. Thank you very much. One person over in the corner for getting that joke. That is awesome. As, I know, that's a little too deep. I know, that joke was a little too deep. So you do debt settlement. So if somebody has a debt, you settle it? Like that's what you, you, you beat them up and get the money? Is that what that means? You're like, yo, you better get my money. That's cool. All right, so I'm just using you as a, to get to my favorite part of the show. I'm just going to use you to get to my favorite part of the show. Okay, cool. Let's say you're at work selling debt, right? I don't know what that looks like exactly, but you semi doing it anyway, so... <laughs> Oh, you negotiate over the phone. Oh, cool. So you call them up and play like you good friends. Hey, Ralph, how you doing? Missed you at the golf course. Where's that money at anyway? That's hilarious. That's what you do, right? You play like you're cool with them? That's what I've heard. I mean, nobody's calling me with those tactics. I'm just... All right, so my question. At some point throughout your day, do you get to take a break? Exactly. I've been up here for like, I don't know how long. Now I'm on break. Let me explain to you how Michael Jr.'s break time works. My, com my job is to do stand-up comedy. Now I'm on break. That's pretty much it, really. It's kind of like, imagine if you were a janitor and you're on break and somebody dropped a piece of paper on the ground. You could pick it up, but you don't have to because you're on break. Same thing here. Something funny might happen, but I ain't trying. I am on break. What's your name? Brittany. 
It's a cool name, Brittany. Awesome. What do you do, Brittany? You go to high school. Cool. Like, do you attend high school or you just show up there sometime? <laughs> oh, that's cool. What high school do you go to? Samarcus. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know where Samarcus is. Anybody here homeschool? Cool, man. You hand one up quick. How you like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, principal be tripping, don't he? What does a homeschool cheerleader do? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Just go to her dad's job. Write the report. Write the report. Write that report. Okay, I'm going home, dad. Cool. How long have you been homeschooled? Your entire life. Wow. When you get out? When you get out? Do you know when you're going to get out? Do you know when you... What's that? Next year. Cool, cool. They're just going to put you on like probation for a little while. See how you feel it? <laughs> Homeschool kids are really articulate, though. I mean, very. I heard this, I mean, just really. I mean, most of the time. I'm not saying you are. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. A lot of times, homeschool kids are pretty articulate. I got a friend who got kicked out of homeschool. So. <laughs> In fact, I, I think that's him right here. <laughs> hey, and now look at him. He's doing nothing. So. It's break time. It's my favorite part of this thing, man. It's like my favorite part. All right, I should probably get back to started, man. This is cool. This is a beautiful audience. Uh, sir, you, you got here a little late, but how's it, how are you enjoying it so far? You just going to nod your head like you're really judging me right now? Hmm. What's your name, sir? Ken. Ken Ken. Awesome. <laughs> wow, is that African? That sounds a little African. It's Ken Ken. He's from Kenya. It's awesome. Is there a comma? There's a comma in between your name? That's awesome. That's Ken. Ken. Cool. Is that your wife with you? Oh, my goodness. Be a little more positive, sir. (laughs) I was like, negative. She's at the other church. (laughs) Wow. All you do is say no. Negative. Are you in the military? Yes, him. <laughs> are you what, what branch of the military are you in? Air Force. Really? What are you doing in the Air Force? Fly satellite. Fly satellite. <laughs> you play video games at home or something, man? I mean, fly satellite. Fly satellite? That means somebody else is flying and you just at home chilling? That's what that means, right? It's like you in one place, there's some place. Oh, so you fly like you sitting down and you flying. St- I don't know what that means. Tell me what that means. There's a lot of people looking at me right now. You know what? I'm glad you're working for us, man. Because you are on top of it. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Michael Jr., I don't know if you know this. There's someone looking at you right now. Yes, and his name is Ken Ken. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You should be a detective. That's what you really should do. That is awesome. You're talking about the satellite and the whole, they could look at everything. Cool. Awesome. So they're just looking at me or they're just looking at my people? Which way does this work, man? Let me know. How does this? (laughs) 
Are you up to bat right now, dude? You just pointed. He was like, he went like this and pointed, and he put his arm down. <laughs> no, you're Babe Ruth, aren't you, sir? I'm sure you're in the military, man. You semi in the military. Yo, I saw the dude with the suit on. Sir, you're in the military, right? Say it again. Civil air patrol, as opposed to crazy air patrol. You're more civil. I get it. Air Force Auxiliary. Search for downplays. So that's like the ground force. You search from upstairs. So the plane, they don't go higher than a house? It's awesome. So Air Force Auxiliary means... So, so it's not like the Air Force Air Force, the civilian version of the Air Force. I guess so you like the Ma Air Force. Kinda like. Whatever. I guess this isn't too much work. Whatever, it's break time. I'm not gonna explain. That's a lot of work. That is cool. Well, I love every time this is what happened. Every time I see a, a a soldier at the airport or something, I always buy whatever they're trying to buy. Right, and I saw one. Dude, listen, don't do this in Dallas. Don't. There's like a base or something in Dallas. I was like, yo, let me get your coffee. And then another dude walked up. I was like, let me. I was like, yo, I can't do this, man. I'm sorry. And I just left like 50 bucks. I was like, y'all got to work it out, man. But I love, like, if you're serving, like, I got mad love for you, like, for real. Like, that stuff. Give them a round of applause right now. That stuff is ridiculous. <laughs> like, for real. Yo. Yo, I met a dude in the back. What's your name again? The dude I met, you fly to a Cobra? Wow. What, what's your name? Joe. Joe. Is that really your name? <laughs> Yo, I did, a, I did a show for some Marines in South Carolina, and they told me, they said, whatever, you, they said, you can talk to them about anything you want, but, and they kind of told me what was going on with these cats, and they said these are Marines and these cats were for but they look like regular people, right? And I was like, so what do you do? Dude was like, I'm a janitor. I'm like, really? You're a janitor? And I found out these are the cats who are janitors when they're here. But as soon as something, a pager go off or something, then they disappear for three weeks and they come back and they sweep in the floor again. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> like these was the dudes who be going like, like, I'm going to go, when next, time, next year when I go back, I'm going to check. I bet one of them got a plug of Osama bin Laden's hair. I bet he do. He's going to be like, yo, the, just a little present for you right there. Just something I brought back for All right, so break time is over, man. All right. All right, so let me tell you about a couple other things I got going on. Uh, I love what I do. I get to travel the whole world doing comedy. It's so cool. Well, the, the country, really, just the country. Um, the West Coast, mostly, like the West Coast, really. Um, it's just this church right here. It's the first time I ever did comedy before. Pastor Aaron was like, you want to try it here? I was like, okay, that's cool. We'll try it. It's working out pretty good. How you doing, sir? Still got your arms folded, judging me. What's your name? Wow, you're a ventriloquist. That is awesome, dude. How'd you sound like a girl? No, what's your name? Yes. Kim? Oh, Kip. Oh, like, like Kip. What is a Kip? I mean, like, what is it? Isn't that like a, like when you're laying on your back and you jump up? Isn't that a Kip? 
That's a cap. Okay, let me see it. <laughs> Do two of them. I'll call you a kip kip. Okay, break time's over. All right, so let me tell you something cool. To, did you light me up already? Did you already give me the light? Awesome. Because I haven't given me a light in the back because I can't. I never wear a watch on stage because if you look at a watch on stage, what does that tell the audience? Hmm, I'm ready to go, right? I'm bored, ready to go, about to leave. So I never wear a watch on stage, so I haven't given me like a flashlight in the back. Here's the problem. People used to give me a flashlight in the back, and every time I would see it, I would naturally, my elbow would naturally bend. Like, I couldn't even figure it out. It was weird. I see a light elbow bend. Really weird. And I realized what was happening. I would see a flashlight and naturally reach for my license and registration. It was, like, it was really weird. That's what was going on. So. All right, so uh, they got baptismal. You moved to baptismal from June 5th to... You don't know yet. Cool, so people... Let me get this right. So... People wanted to get baptized, but they couldn't do it on that day, so they were just going to wait. It's awesome. So they asked you, could you talk to God for a minute and just let them know that we're busy and we're just going to move it back to, okay, awesome, cool. Getting baptized is awesome. I got baptized like 10 years ago. Uh, who here got baptized recently? Anybody got baptized recently? You did? Cool. Not you. You ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> I, I watched. Took a shower this morning. How long ago were you baptized? Four years ago. Cool. Did you, uh, did you know how to swim before you did it? Uh, it was actually right out here. It was in a six-foot tub. Six-foot tub right out here. In a six-foot tub? <laughs> it was six feet? I mean, did you have to lay down or did you just stand up and do it? I'm just wondering because then we'll know if it was six feet or not. So anyway, you got baptized. Okay, let me ask you the question again. Did you, did you know how to swim before you got baptized? Because yes. the size of the tub doesn't tell me if you know how to swim. <laughs> That's very important, knowing how to swim before you got... Because I didn't know how to swim. Let me tell you how I learned how to swim. I'm 11 years old, fishing off a bridge. The fish are not biting. My dad comes over. He's like, they're not biting. Let's have some fun. how I learned how to swim. <laughs> Fast forward like 10 years ago, I'm about to get baptized. I have not been submerged underwater since the bridge. Standing in the water, dude gonna push me, right? I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. Dude gonna push me again. I'm like, it's gonna be trouble in the water. You push me one more time, it's trouble in the water, right? And I'm all creative. I got seven ways to look at this. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a white dude. He got on a white sheet. I don't know if this is right. Are you going to let me up? Are you going to let me up? This is not an eight-minute baptism. When they baptize you, what do they say? In the name of the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Dunk you in the water. Reading the Bible, Jesus got baptized. I was like, well, what did they say to him? They was like, they was like you, your daddy, and your best friend. <laughs> I, mean, I got so much stuff I could do, but I can't because we got to get ready to bounce. I got so much. I got this whole, well, I'll just 
You got to go online or something. Or maybe I'll come back. This place is like, Pastor Aaron's doing some really cool, dude is way out the box just from, like, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So if, you're going, if you want to change your whole thing about, because this guy has seen some places, he's seen some, he's seen some crazy stuff, and he's probably going to implement the stuff that worked anyway. He's going to implement it here. And he just, I mean, because he's been to all the churches all over. I've been to some crazy churches too, but this, this thing is going to get really cool. You know, up on the hill, everybody going to. People are going to look up to y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm performing at this, uh, at a club in uh, Los, there's a really great club in Los Angeles, a comedy club called the Comedy Magic Club. It's a really hard club to get into, like really, really hard. Um, Jay Leno performs at this club every Sunday. Um, in fact, this Sunday he'll be performing there. It's a really hard club to get into. So I'm brand new in town, and I, and I want to go to this club, and this comedian named George Wallace takes me into the County Magic Club. It's the only way you could get in at the time. Somebody got to bring you in. He takes me into the green room, and in the green room is, is Jay Leno, Gary Shanley, now George Wallace. These are soldiers in comedy. If you don't know who George Wallace is, he does a joke where he says he was in China, and he bought a pair of shoes, and he looked at the bottom of them, and he said, made right around the corner. <laughs> I love George Wallace. Here's the thing. They take me into this the green room, and these are soldiers in comedy, and I'm in here with them. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just happy to be in the room. But the Bible says your gift will make room for you. So I'm just in there listening. And at the time, a football player had got hit in the eye with a flag. Some of you guys might remember this. He got, and he was suing the league for $400 million because he lost his vision in one eye. Jay Leno, Gary Shanley, George Wallace are all working on the joke for Jay Leno's monologue. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just happy to be in the room. Then it got quiet, and they looked at me. I was like, oh, snap. This is an opportunity. So I was like, okay, he got hit in the eye with a flag. He's soon to leave for $400 million. And he lost his vision in one eye. And he won $400 million. Um, He's not going to see half of it. <laughs> so, so I got in the club, right? So I'm like in the club. And then uh, we're perform- I'm performing there. Not too long, um, not too long, or roughly two years ago, I was performing at the club, and in an instant, I had a change in mindset about comedy. Like a mindset, like to have a change in mindset is this. A mindset is a fixed mental attitude that predetermines a person's response or interpretation to a situation. So let's say you're driving down the street and you see a, a sign that says traffic accident ahead. Some people get upset. A change in mindset, you'd pray. Because there's a traffic accident up ahead. So in an instant, I had a change in mindset about comedy. Oh, we almost, man. <laughs> just, just let the baby cry. It's okay. Just let the baby cry. We already got, anyway. So in an instant, I had a change in mindset about comedy. Uh, I did a prayer, and God said, don't go up there to get laughter from people, because that's what a comedian does. He goes up on stage to get laughs. He said, go up there and give them an opportunity to laugh. Yo, it changed everything. I go up on stage, and I'm much more relaxed. And I do my comedy show, and I just had a really good time. But then after that, I go outside, and there's people that are buying my children's books and my CDs and all of my stuff, just like every time I'm at this club. But I look across the street, and I saw a homeless guy. You know, I have never seen a homeless guy near this club before, ever. But that doesn't mean he wasn't there before. That just simply means that my mindset was to get laughter from people. So why would I even know there's a homeless guy? Then I noticed him, and I was like, man, what about him? How could I give him an opportunity to laugh? And then God was like, you really want to know? 
And I said, nope. <laughs> I'm just saying, because you know it's going to be some kind of assignment or something. That stuff is scary. Then I said, yes, because I was getting on a plane the next day. So, um, <laughs> no, I said, yes, right? And then, and then we went and did this comedy tour, right? And it was like, first place we went to was Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, go, go. You can do it. Go. Wow, could you get the baby to cry normal, please? Like a longer cry. Here, it's just the baby's book. You just, it's, it's, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was more like a hum anyway. The baby wasn't really crying. Anyway, it's a book, a free book for the baby, children's book. Everybody can buy one. It's free for the baby. All right, so um, what was I talking about? <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas. First place to go to Fort Worth, Texas, a place called the Samaritan House. Everyone at the Samaritan House is homeless, and they have HIV. We go there, do a comedy show for them. And this guy walks up to me afterwards. He wants to talk to me. And a facilitator told me that Steve, that was his name, doesn't talk to anybody. But he wants to talk to me. I was like, why do he want to talk to me? And then he went on to, and then Steve started talking to me. He said, I just want you to know, until tonight, I hadn't been able to laugh in over 20 years. I was like, 20 years? This stuff was like, I almost started crying. I'm like, I ain't going to be crying. You know? <laughs> So, so we leave there, and we go, to, uh, we go to Montrose, Colorado. There's a place in Montrose called the Dolphin House. The Dolphin House takes care of children who are being abused by their, by their mom or their parents. And this grandmother tells me the story of her grandson who's being abused by his mom, and one of the things she's, she's doing is she's pulling out his toenails. And she tells me the story, and, and she explains that the little boy is so afraid of his mom, everywhere he goes, he wears a Spider-Man costume, everywhere he goes. So I hear his story, and I hear all these other kids' stories. An hour or so later, I got to do comedy for these same kids. And I can see them. I can see their eyes. I know what they're going through. Sitting right up front, Spider-Man on his grandmother's lap with his back to me, clenching her. Now I got to do jokes. Only with God's strength could I get up there and do comedy for these kids. So I start doing comedy. People start laughing, and an amazing thing happens when a room full of people start to laugh. You have a tendency to open up and reveal who you really are. And I hear a voice come from right here in the room, and a voice says, my name is Ronan. This little boy pulls off his mask and introduces himself to me. And he starts talking to me for like nine minutes like I'm not doing a comedy show. <laughs> he talked about Spider-Man. He talked about Batman. He said, Batman has a belt. And I was like, well, I got a belt too if you don't sit down somewhere, right? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. The whole room laughed. It was the biggest laugh of the night. And I can guarantee you it was not in my notes to do a joke about whooping kids <laughs> in a room full of abused kids. <laughs> it was the biggest joke of the night. It was like, when we laughed, it was like the gorilla had to lead a room. We had an amazing time after that. We leave there, we go to Skid Row, Los Angeles. A guy says, I've been homeless for seven years on crack cocaine for five years. I was beaten, stabbed, and left for dead. I could really use a laugh, Michael Jr. Thanks for the pressure, man. <laughs> Same dude has to use his left hand to keep himself from falling out of his chair in laughter. Same guy. So we leave there. We go to a youth prison. The youth prison was a little hard. I got to be real with you. It's, you'll see it in the film. You got the, you got the trailer ready? We'll, we'll probably do the trailer shortly. The youth film was really, really, um, I mean, the, the youth, you just want to banter with the youth. That's what I've learned. They just want to banter back and forth. I'm like, you know what go good with that muscle shirt? Some muscles. 
What is that, a wife threatener? <laughs> so they just want you to bachelor a little bit, and then we end up having a good time. Uh, but then I go to an adult prison. Now, I got to tell you about the adult prison. It's not in the film, but I got to tell you about the adult prison because it just shows what God will do if you, if you just step out there. I'm walking into the adult prison, and I'm scared for real. These are grown men doing real time. I'm going there to do jokes and leave, hopefully. <laughs> I walk in, the warden takes my belt. He says, you can't have a belt. Somebody might try to hang you. Like, can't they just boo me or something? Why they got to hang me? <laughs> so I'm scared for real. And, I got, and every, my whole dynamics of comedy is changing. And before I'm thinking, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm like, well, I got to be funny immediately, first of all. I know I took my time. You know, I'm taking my time. No, I need to be funny immediately. Also, I talked about up here, I talk about how comedy is like dating. No, not in prison. It's not like dating. No. no. It's nothing like it at all. It never came up. It never came up. So I'm scared for real. I got nothing. I need a joke immediately. I thought I had a joke I was going to say. I was scared. I was going to say, you guys are a captive audience, you know? Um, <laughs> but I was scared. I was scared. So I walk in. Bars are closing in front of me, behind me. I'm scared. Sitting right up front is a white dude with a white beard named Moses. I was like, thanks, Lord. I looked at Moses. I said, Moses, this is what I want you to do. I want you to look the prison warden right in his eye. Look him right in his eye, and I want you to say, let my people go. <laughs> the place exploded. We had a great time. It was amazing. So look, I'm going to show you the trailer. I'm going to show you the trailer to the movie. It's called Comedy, The Road Less Traveled. I'm going to show you the trailer real quick. But listen, when you watch the trailer, I don't want you just to think about... Um, I want you just to think about the trailer and what I did. The name of the film is called Comedy, The Road Less Traveled, but everyone has a gift. Everyone has a talent. It's just about, it's a matter of finding a road less traveled to take it to. When I went to the Dolphin House, the, uh, one of the kids, uh, the, the bathroom was really messed up. The plumbing in the bathroom was messed up. And then when I left, the plumbing was messed up. Because I'm not a plumber. But there's a plumber out there that has that gift and has that skill, and you can find a place just like this to go be a blessing to. And it'll be pretty phenomenal. So don't just look at what, what, what I did in this. Look, think about what you can do or what you got. So we'll play the trailer, and I'm going to talk to you for a second after that, and it'll be awesome. I'm a little shaky, a little, you know, maybe nervous. See him on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, talented young comedian. Very funny man. Michael Jr. It's not, not really. I don't get nervous, but, you know. This show must go on. People still need to laugh. It's just important that it's funny, first and foremost, regardless of whatever else happens. They look real hard. I mean, like, they've really been through some stuff. Some of these kids are away from their families. They haven't seen them. Their families don't want to have anything to do with them. I mean, it's probably been a long time since they've really been able to laugh. I have to bring the same show that I would bring if I'm playing a theater. I'm here for an assault with a deadly weapon. For three years, for armed robbery, for carjacking, kidnapping, and gun charges. And I was 13 when I did it. For carjacking with a person who used a, a firearm, a gang enhancement, and gun enhancement. This is the lowest point of my life. Like, to me, I'm ready to move up, right? I'm tired of it, right? And I've only been in jail for two years. Uh, 
the joy that they have inside of it so they can remember what it was like. It is good to hear you guys all laugh together as opposed to laughing at each other. We are on our way to the Union Rescue Mission. Skid Row is where we're headed. I'm 29, I'm homeless, I'm an addict, and I need to laugh. Dad bought a house and he put all five of us in it and he never was home. Some person on the other side, you know what I mean? We're going to do a comedy show. We're drug-endangered children. In Montrose? Montrose? <laughs> That's not funny. Oh. I was at the drug-endangered children's meeting at the Dolphin House. I didn't see too much fun in drug endangered children, but uh, it changed my mind. I came to Samaritan House in 06. They gave me no chance to start my life over again. I just said, you know what, let's take comedy on the road, let's travel. Let's see what the people's reaction will be. For him to come in and make us laugh like how he did, for him to come talk to us, you know, that, that make us feel like more human. He laughed so hard the building was leaning. <laughs> it was just a joy to laugh. Reaching a lot of guys, uh, he reached me. Actually showed me that I, I can be sober and have fun. <sighs> it's all behind me now. And every time you put down something, it was like ice cream to it, man. Thank you, man. So we um okay so I need to apologize because I know I've I've gone over it's not the church it was me because I don't we were watching on stage so I apologize for that please uh, I just I have so I don't normally don't do that I'm normally like right on time but I'm gonna finish what I want to say because I ain't gonna not do what God say do and then get on a plane in a couple of weeks or whatever so um, <laughs> so uh, again this was just uh, God just told me to go do this and we did it I didn't know what I was doing. We just went out there and did it. We didn't even have the money to figure it out. I know. It was so much I didn't know. And a lot of obstacles jumped up. A lot of butts jumped up. But there's some people in this room who have some skills. You have some talents. You have something that God has told you to do. And these butts are jumping up. Like an obvious butt that jumped up for me was, but what if they don't laugh? But what if I get beat up in prison? Like a bunch of fear came up for real. But God was able to just navigate me through the fear, mainly by not showing me too much. Because if he would have shown me, if he would have told me Ronan's story before I got there, I wouldn't have showed up. I mean, really? The little boy has been abused this bad and I'm supposed to make him laugh? Really? But he does more than laugh. He, he actually pulls off his mask that's protecting him. Because I came there with my gift. Because if, when you show up with your gift, those things happen. I could have showed, and it's not about money. Money is so not about money. I could have showed up with a briefcase with $2 million in it. And I would have gave it to Ronan. And then I took a picture of him. And you would have saw a little kid with a Spider-Man costume on holding $2 million. He would have had his mask on. Because it was not about the money. It's about what can you really, really give. You got to be able to listen to God so you know what God wants you to do. So uh, if everybody could just listen to my voice for a minute, you could just bow your head if you want to and listen to what I'm going to say. And uh, I'm going to listen too because... Uh, 
Sure. Um, okay, so there's some people here who came here to, to laugh, or you came here because it looked like it was going to rain because it was Memorial Day. It's like, we can't barbecue anyway. Might as well go to church. Um, but God knew. He had a plan. God is like a navigational device in your car. If you've ever been in a car with a navigational device, it'll say, you, you punch in accordance as to where you want to go, and it says go 10 blocks and turn left. Then you go 10 blocks and turn right. It doesn't abandon what you're supposed to do. It recalculates what you need to do to get to where you're supposed to be based upon where you are. The only problem is, is if we keep making the wrong turns, the road conditions are going to be different. They may be rougher and we're running out of time. So we have to be sensitive to listen to that voice so we can make the right choice. And the best way to listen to that voice is by inviting that voice inside. Because right now, until you invite the voice inside, until you invite Jesus inside, you're just going to keep calling him something. And we've all called him something before. Man, something told me to go to church that day. Something told me not to go down that street. Well, you need to invite something inside because something told you to be here today. And here you are. And here's your opportunity. So there's people in here right now who really need a relationship with God. For the first time, like you really, really, really want to invite God in your life because you've been trying to do it yourself and it's not working. It's just flat out not working. And you have been way too stubborn to recognize that you can't do it alone. And now you're here and this is your opportunity to simply say, God, I need you. I need you to be Lord of my life. And there's other people in here who have slipped away and you haven't been listening to God. You've been listening to yourself and now you want to rededicate yourself to God. Well, this is your opportunity as well. We laughed, we had fun, we'll probably laugh some more and you're going to laugh even more after this because what will happen is you'll have a real joy inside. Some laughs are a little empty because, well, something's missing. But the laughs from this point on will be a little more fuller because something's there. So if I'm talking to you, if you know you need that personal relationship with God, I want you to do something really simple. I want you to simply make eye contact with me. All you have to do is lift your head up and simply look at me. That's it. All you got to do is look at me. Now, uh, next thing I'm going to do to confirm that that's why you're looking at me, I'm going to actually do one more thing. On the count of three, I'm going to actually put your hand in the air just so I can confirm that that's why you're looking at me, that you're saying, yes, I need a change in mindset. Praise God, her hand is already up. She's like, give me mine, yes. Wow, look at this, this is awesome. I ain't even count to three yet. Look at you, God. That's what I'm saying, that's how I am about it. So one, two, three, hands in the air. Yep, when I see your hand, you can pop it down, see you, I got you, got you, got you, got you, yes, yes, yes. Praise God, praise God, yep, yep. See you, see you, see you. All right, cool. Amen. I see you over here in the corner, too. Amen. Now, I'm going to actually do one more thing. Now, listen, though. This is where the money is. When I say money, I mean this is where the real value is. This is where the real courage takes place at. I'm going to actually do another thing. There's not going to be any public speaking involved. But the Bible actually says, Jesus actually says, if you will stand for me before men, I will stand for you before my Father in heaven. So in here, everybody's really, really proud of the fact that you take a stand. But if you can't do it in here, how would you be able to do it out there? So this is like a public, this is your way of saying, I'm taking a stand for God. 
I, I'm ready for my change in mindset. So on the count of three, everyone who raised their hand or should have raised their hand or wish you would have raised your hand or need to raise your hand or if you're afraid to raise your hand, ask your neighbor. They'll come up with you. But what I'm going to ask you to do is, and everybody's going to help with this because we're all going to stand up and applaud you for doing this. But what I need you to do is work your way out of the aisle and come down to the front. Everybody's going to applaud you. We're going to do it on the count of three. So it's like one motion and then we just come forward and I'm telling you, People in here are going to applaud and clap like it don't make any sense. But it won't even compare to how much the heaven, the angels in heaven will be applauded. It will not compare. So again, if you know you should have raised your hand. If you clearly feel it in your heart that God is calling you, I'm talking to you as well. And if you've raised your hand. So on the count of three, one, and everybody's going to applaud. We're going to go ridiculously ridiculous. Two, this is about to be so awesome. See, I'm releasing the rear, rear tension right now so everybody can get up. One, two, three. Come on up. Come forward. Give them a round of applause. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Nice. I love it, man. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, snap. Look at this. Look at this. What's up, bro? That's cool. Wow, we got these young people and stuff, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, wow. Praise so awesome. Everybody need some tissue. Yo, this is so awesome. Wow. Absolutely. See, that's what I'm talking about. This, this is what I'm saying right here. This is so much bigger than, than any TV show I've ever done because you can't do this on TV. You can't. Like Jay Leno frowned on that. If I'd be like, if you, somebody in the audience need Jesus, they get really weird if you do that. Um, wow, this is so phenomenal. This is so much bigger than Anything I could expect it. This is not. This is worth. So give him another round of applause. My goodness, praise God. No, no it's not. No, it's not too late. If there's somebody else, it's, it's really not too late. Like it's really, really not. If, if you're still feeling like yo, I really need to tighten this up. You might not say yo. That's me saying yo. But if you feel like. I need to get this together, and I can't do it alone. Come on up. We still got some applause left. We really, really do. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. So look, here's what we're gonna do. Um, there's some people. You got some people for them. There's some prayer workers. We're gonna bring them forward. Okay. The prayer workers are gonna come up and they're gonna pray with you, but they're not creepy though. I'll check them out already. Okay. <laughs> It's not like that. They're just gonna talk to you. They're gonna make. We're gonna. I'm gonna pray with you, and then they're gonna probably do the same thing with you. Awesome! Praise God. Um, all right. So just repeat after me, and then the prayer words are gonna come up too. They like some soldiers for the kingdom, soldiers, some good stuff, man. So all right, pray. God, we just thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Repeat after me. See, like God will use a donkey because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Just repeat after me. Thank you, God, for this day that you have made. 
Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. I believe it and I receive it. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins. I repent. I turn from them now. I receive what you have for me. Come into my life and guide me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this is, you know, you guys don't even know what this means for me. Like, this is, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Like, thank you. All right, so the prayer people were here. I don't know how this normally closes out. Pastor Aaron is going to say some stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Man. Real quick. I, I asked Michael to take a couple extra minutes today. You know that this is normally not how long we go as a church. Uh, but I think it was worth it today. I think every once in a while you just need to have some fun in church and laugh. What Michael's doing as his nonprofit side of his career with going into these homeless shelters, these orphanages, these abused homes, we want to support that at Coastline. We're going to have some buckets at the back doors as you leave. Some of the ushers can be at the back doors with a bucket. Go to his table, put a bucket there. If you'd like to give a love offering uh, to help support what he's doing in these homeless shelters, these prisons, juvenile detentions, let's support all of that. Next, I hope you buy out all of his stuff because uh, all of that goes to supporting everything he's doing as a career. He basically does his comedy on one side so that he could do the church side of things and do the uh, ministry side of things on the other because it's powerful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Next week is going to be awesome. We're going to pray with these guys for a minute. Uh, you are dismissed. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless everyone here. Let them know that every person has a gift. Every person has a call. Let them know that they are loved, they are special, they are powerful, and they are important. In the name of Jesus, amen. Have a great day.